Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. All right. Today we are tackling the topic of joy. Now, a few months ago, we finally wrote and implemented core values at work. I don't know why we had never done it before. It's kind of ridiculous, but we hadn't. So we wised up, we got it together, and the most important one that we wrote was that we choose joy. Yes, choosing joy. It's so important. And like Meg said, it's it seems so easy and just like it really takes no thought. Like, yeah, of course we're going to choose joy. But then when we get to work or just in life, because I think it goes well beyond work, we get into like this negative space. We get into a space of negativity and it's very easy to have negativity when you're surrounded by negativity. So when you get to work or you're out in life, you might feel like you have really strong energy, but then you have one bad experience or you deal with that one person (laughs) (laughs) and life just seems to be downhill from there. And we go from looking at the glass half full to the glass half empty and that's for the rest of your day. Oh, yeah. So we were... When we wrote these values for work, which actually ended up coming over into our personal lives too, but we'll get there in a minute, we had been noticing how much everyone at work seemed to be just focusing all their energy on one bad thing happening, and we were realizing that everyone's coming to work, and before the doors even officially open every morning, everyone's all ticked off. Everyone's in a bad mood, and we knew we had to do something. So we wrote the values, we discussed them, we made sure that everyone in the office agreed to them. We asked what changes or updates we needed to make, and we finally wrote them up and asked everyone to sign them. And if they said yes, then we were told then we told them that they would have to actually adhere to them. Now, the important part here is that since that day, since the day they signed, since the day we talked about all of this, the attitude at work has significantly changed. Because we said, guys, as a group, we are choosing joy, literally it's been a 180. When we hear ourselves or someone else start to complain, we get the thought out and then somebody will jokingly say, but we choose joy and we move on with our day, which is so much different than we used to be even a few short months ago. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and it was one of those things too, where you just fall into the cycle, right? So we would get to work and we typically open up the office at 8 a.m. And before 8 a.m. even got there, we found that people were just bringing in like the baggage of the day and it was going well beyond like those Monday blues that we all seem to have. And it was becoming like a daily routine. And it really, when one person is off, especially in a smaller office or even in a bigger office, you know, those negative Nellies, like they can bring everyone else down. So that was one of the things we started to focus on. And from there, even though it seems like so obvious, When we put it down on paper, like Meg said, it changed everything. Oh, yeah. And the coolest part about when we changed at work is that we noticed it for them personally beyond the the office doors, and we noticed it in our own home. 
we noticed that somehow we are aware of all the complaining, the negativity, and the terrible mindset that I had or that we had as a family, and we're deciding to choose joy, and we started to actually apply that beyond just our office. Yeah, that's right. We did, and and I really began to focus on how negative of mindset I was in a lot of the time. It was always like this woe is me attitude, and it was like, well, you know, this went wrong, and so then I'd find myself, you know, being shorter with Meg, being shorter with the kids, you know, really letting it change everything as far as how how I was approaching life, how I was approaching my work, how I was approaching everything. And with this simple change, just saying like, I choose joy and focusing on joy, because that's the thing. When you choose joy, what does that really mean? It means you're focusing on it. You're making this decision to choose joy above anything else, because that's the thing. You can say choose joy, but that doesn't mean you're not going to like find the negative people. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have the bad experience. But when you become aware of it, you can recognize that like you're being pulled away from joy and pull yourself back into joy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, okay. So when we started this whole thing, we even started talking to our kids about it. Like we have decided that we're going to just point out to the kids how often they're complaining about things that don't even matter. And we're helping them actually achieve and modeling for them a healthier viewpoint and mindset. Because listen, our kids are five and two. They can complain with the best of them. They can complain that the sandwich crust wasn't cut off the exact right way. They can complain that the cartoon doesn't play back at the right volume. I mean, it doesn't matter what dumb thing they're complaining about. They're complaining. And so we're using this now as an opportunity to say, hey, guys, there are legitimate things in life that you should be talking about that are real complaints that we can talk about, address, and move on with our lives. But there are other things that we just are complaining about for no actual reason, and we need to stop that. So we've tried to really focus over the past couple months on just pointing out this is an unreasonable complaint. We need to choose joy instead. We need to find our happiness and stick with it. So as we say, we we choose joy, we set these core values, but we want to go a little bit deeper and we want to explain to you how we've actually been able to take an office and a home that was full of negativity, that was full of complainers, that was full of Debbie Downers, and we turn them into a mostly positive and joyful environment. The first thing was honestly just awareness. Once we brought up how incredibly negative everyone at the office had become and how much it was affecting everyone else around them and the productivity as well, and even the profitability, less work gets done and less money is made when everyone sits around whining instead of working. But people were quick to realize that they were playing a huge part in the office mindset and they admitted it and said they wanted to do better. Right from there, just from pointing out that it was happening, we had people like, hey, that's me, seriously raising their hand saying, yes, I am... 100% guilty of this. I need to fix this. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say because, like, that was the biggest surprise to me because you think a lot of times, like, we're afraid to have these conversations, like, whether it's at work or whether it's at home. If you see someone, like, in a negative space, you, it's almost human nature that you go to, like, avoidance. Like, you just, you don't want to, you want to step on their toes. You don't want to draw attention to it. It's actually easier to just, keep your head down, stay away from them, stay out of sight from them. And then, you know, maybe it'll eventually go away. Now, the problem is that's never actually going to work. Like the problem's not going to go away because if it's an ongoing problem and it's, it's a cycle that you fall into, 
then like it's never actually going to break unless you face it, you know, firsthand. Right. That's a really good point. First of all, we can't fix what we don't know that we even do, right? There's no way for us to fully address something if we have no clue that it's going on. And yeah, like Brandon said, it can be a little weird to call somebody out on a bad attitude or some other negative thing. But I just want to say that it can be done with a loving spirit and done in a way that you're not trying to bring others down. It doesn't have to be a condescending, horrible experience. When we brought it up, we did it in a way that nobody felt attacked or judged. They were actually admitting it fully outright in front of the whole group about their part in it. Right. And it's one of those things, too, like it's all in the delivery. Because like when you come from a place of compassion, when you come from a place of being like, hey, we really just want this place to be a great place to work. We want this to be a family. We want this to be a place where you can feel comfortable having uncomfortable conversations if they need to happen. But it's all in the approach. And so like when you let your guard down and when we let our guard down when we were having the conversation, because we admitted we're not coming in with the best attitude every day. When we thought about it, we're like, well... Actually, I'm coming in a lot of days and I just sit down at my desk and not that I'm like being overly negative, but I'm not like going and saying good morning to everyone, for example. I'm just going and sitting down at my desk and doing my job. And yeah, everyone does need to sit down and do their job. And I'm not suggesting, you know, taking, you know, the first 30, 40 minutes to go around and say hello and shoot the breeze with everyone. But when we became aware that like, hey, it starts from the top down, right? So like, we are coming in and if we're saying these things, like we need to be aware of how we're bringing ourselves in. We need to be aware of how we're doing it. And when we did that, when we disarmed the situation, everyone else was more receptive and they were open and honest. And and it was amazing to me because like Meg said, they, it wasn't like a negative thing. They're just like, yeah, I, yeah, I know that's me. Yeah, I know I have an issue with this and I'm going to be better. And not only did they say it out loud publicly, which is like a really challenging thing to do, they actually lived it out. And that's what we're actually seeing because awareness is the key. Because once you see it and you can see it and call yourself on it for what it is, because as a side to this, it's very easy to be aware, but then look at someone else and say, well, I'm aware that Megan's doing this, (laughs) but I'm not doing it. You know, I'm aware self awareness. <laughs> right, right. It's a self awareness too. Yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware. And matter of fact, we've asked everyone in the office to call us on it if they see that we're not practicing this. But also like you need some self awareness. You need to take that time to look in the mirror, to understand that like you need some reflection. You need to actually honestly talk to yourself and see where you are at in the situation because it's so easy to point the finger at everyone else and be like, Yeah, that's me, or yeah. Uh, choosing joy is great. And and I know exactly who needs that, but (laughs) guess what? We all need it. We all need it because no matter what, even when we're practicing this, even when we're becoming aware, we still need it every day and we all need the reminder. Oh yeah. Even our five-year-old can admit when we're bringing it to her attention gently that her complaints are unreasonable at times. Obviously she's still five and she's still going to have things to say, but a lot of times she can come, she can come in and be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. This is unreasonable. And we help her find something happy and something good to focus on. And even in those moments, even in that home environment, you can make a difference. Yeah. The next thing that really came into play is just the accountability factor. But again, it goes back to first holding yourself accountable for choosing joy. So when you start to go down the path when you and you know what this path is, it's the pity party. 
It's the feeling bad for yourself. It's the, oh, your day is so bad. And when you start to get into that negative cycle, you need to recognize it. You need to stop yourself and you need to have strategies to talk yourself down and and focus back in on the joy. Focus back in on the happiness. Right, exactly. We, once Brandon and I decided that we were going to work on our our mindset, that we decided we were going to choose joy and stop with the negative all the time, we basically asked each other, can I, can I call you out when you need to be called out? And the answer for each of us was yes. And so that means that if one of us is going down a path of ridiculousness, which so often negativity is because it's, you know, should be a two second thing and then you move on with your life and instead it's a 15 minute rant. Not saying I've ever done that. I'm just, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course not. But once you've said like, hey, I'm going to be calling out your crap, then you actually have to do that for them. If if Brandon says, yes, I, I am interested in you calling me out on my crap when I'm when I'm going too far down this road of negativity, please let me know. Then it's my responsibility and my duty to say, hey, babe, you know, we got to We got to fix this mindset because we decided we were going to choose joy. And right now it is not feeling very joyful up in here. Right. And that's where it comes back to the accountability. Like Meg said, you have to ask for someone to hold you accountable. And you have to allow them to hold you accountable because someone could tell you, like if if Megan went down to a cycle where she was going on a rant, she was having an issue and I called her on it and I said, listen, we're supposed to be choosing joy. If she then snaps back and she isn't receptive and isn't doing, isn't reciprocating what she asked me to do and isn't recognizing that, hey, she asked me to do this, then like where am I going to be in the future? Like, I'm not going to be open to, to, and we use the term calling out. I mean, it sounds negative even in itself, but you're really just reminding, right? You're right, reminding right. because you both came to a place or as an office, you came to a place or as a family, you came to a place, you had this discussion going back. We didn't just say, this is what we're going to do and didn't talk to anyone about it. No, we had a meeting. We discussed it. We always go back to it. Because everyone needs to understand that, yes, they agreed to this. They literally signed off on a piece of paper agreeing to choosing joy. They said they want to be held accountable. So if you said you want to be held accountable and you've set that framework in the past, then when it gets brought up, it's not going to go to a negative place because you're like, yeah, you know what? I did. I agreed. I, I did sign off on that. And so... I, I need to I need to be listening and, and, and I know I need to change. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're just saying, hey, this is your friendly reminder of what we talked about, and that's not a bad thing. We we strongly encourage that if if your family, if your office, if if struggling with the negativity is a thing for you, consider signing a family or an office agreement that you're gonna start focusing on the good, that you're going to allow minor annoyances to be mentioned and then quickly forgotten. And that you ultimately choose joy regardless of circumstances. Because here's the thing about it. We're not saying that you're never going to get annoyed. That you're never going to have a moment where you complain. Of course, we are all human. We are all going to get annoyed. We are all going to complain. We're going to have our tantrums, even as adults. But what we are saying is that we're not, we're no longer allowing each other to go down a path that's going to ruin our day about something so small and insignificant. Most of the things that we're complaining about 
honestly are not huge things. Yes, of course, there are big life events that that might be a little bit more in depth. But most of the things that you're focusing on, most of the things that you choose to complain and and really dig into the weeds on, they're silly and they're, they're time wasters. You're just wasting your time being negative and feeling sorry about it when really you should just move it on. Yeah. And one of the things we've instituted in the past year, and we really started instituting this in our office as well, is just choosing gratitude. Because the best way to combat negative feelings and complaints is by counting your blessings. So we start each day. I mean, we write down five to 10 things every day that we're grateful for. Yeah, we do. So we have the Start Today journals, which the Hollis Company put out. And we ended up actually loving them so much that we bought them not only for us, but for our employees. And we told them that, you know, hey, we can't force you to do this. This is your own thing. We're just giving it to you. But, you know, we hope that you would start doing these. We hope that you would be able to take a few minutes each day to write down gratitude and write down goals. Right. And we we went beyond saying, we hope you do it. And we said, not only do we want you to do it, we don't care if you do it at work. Matter of fact, if you don't have time to do it at home, come into the office and take the first 10 to 15 minutes and do this because that's how much we believe in it. Because once you put it into practice and once you start looking for the things that you can be grateful for, it's so much easier to have that happiness, to have that joy factor because you're just focusing in on instead of the negative, you're focusing in on the positive. And you know that if you focus on whatever you focus on, that's where your brain is going to go. So naturally, if you're always falling into that cycle of negativity, if you're always falling into that negative nature, that's exactly where you're going to go. Subconsciously, that will be where you're going to go. But if you replace that negative nature with a positivity, a positivity over everything else, then instead of your subconscious moving into that negative space or when it starts to shift into that negative space, you recognize it, you choose gratitude, and you move forward. Because keep in mind, you're starting each day with gratitude. So you're starting out in the morning and you're saying, these are the things I'm grateful for. But again, those aren't going to be the only things because you know what happens when you're in that cycle? You don't want to write the same five things down every day that you're going to be grateful for. You want to come up with some new things. So guess what you're going to do throughout the day when you know that the next morning you need five to 10 new things to be grateful for. You're going to be looking for things to be grateful for. And it makes a big difference with your mindset. That's a, such a great point. And I was just going to say, you know, I know the argument. I know that people are listening like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't understand because my life is tough. My life is not happy right now. I just want to say, yes, it might be harder for you to be grateful. It might be harder for you to be thankful because your life circumstances are tough right now. But it's not impossible. And yes, this is a little bit of a, this is actually a Christian concept. But if you're not a Christian, it doesn't even mean that you can't choose joy and have happiness regardless of your life circumstance because everybody can. That's how you see parents of kids with very sick children focusing on the good day that they had rather than the fact that their child is terminally ill. That's how you see all these crazy things that are happening around you, but people are still choosing joy because yes, they do have hard things happening, but they've made the decision They've made the call. They're saying, yep, there are some really terrible things going on right now. But above all, I know that I still have things to be thankful for. That's surreal because, I mean, I know that there's people that we interact with all the time. 
And I mean, obviously you're out in the world, you're interacting with people all the time. And I've used this example before, but it's, it's powerful because you know, when you interact with those people who really have gratitude, who are really choosing joy, you know, when you walk away that it's like, wow, that, what was, what was going on there? And there's so much negativity in the world that it's very easy to see when people are actually choosing joy. I think of an example recently, I, I went to a drive through to get some food. Yes, I went to a drive through and the guy was so friendly. It, it just resonated with me. It stuck with me. The guy was so nice. He thanked me for my business. He like went above and beyond to make sure I had like was having like an amazing day and the guy was giving me my food. Do you know how easy it is for someone doing that or someone doing a job? Maybe you're in a job you don't like. Maybe you're, you know, in a relationship that has struggles. Maybe like Meg said, you have someone who's sick or ill. It's so easy to fall into the cycle of feeling bad for yourself rather than focusing on joy. But if you focus on this gratitude, it makes the difference. It really does. And with that, you know what else matters? Celebrating. At work, we celebrate birthdays, of course. But we also celebrate because it's a Friday. And on Friday, we get to wear jeans. And that's pretty cool. Or it's a Tuesday, and it's a good day for some donuts. So we go and get the office some donuts. Celebrating doesn't have to be some major event. A lot of times, especially at work, we make it be like some big thing. Like, oh, we met some big revenue goal, or we met some huge thing. But it really doesn't have to be. It's about appreciating the smaller things. And so if you start to focus and celebrate... And find a way that you can get some Starbucks for the office. You can get some donuts. You can bake some cookies. Like if it's a if it's a money thing that like you you feel like you can't do that or hey, you don't have a budget for that, so you can't do that, you can bake some cookies at home and bring them in. I promise you everyone will be grateful. I promise everyone will be happier. It's the small things. And you don't think they matter, but they do. They do so much. Oh yeah. I mean, we celebrate the weekend coming with pizza. When we get home on a Friday night, there are many Fridays that we're like, you know what? It's the weekend. It's time to celebrate and we need to have some pizza. Maybe we'll watch a movie. You can do, you know, you can make homemade popcorn or ice cream. Actually, we totally just made homemade ice cream. And we're just celebrating for the sake of celebrating because it adds joy. When you see your life as a party and something worth getting excited about, it's hard not to focus on the good, which actually leaves less room for the bad stuff. Right. I mean, just to show how easy this is. So at our office, we had surrounded ourselves with gratitude. We had said we're going to choose joy. We had done all of this. And so I went out and got a goat figure on a trophy. So if you don't know what goat means, it's the greatest of all time. So we created a greatest of all time for this week. So whatever week it is. So at the start of it, I picked out a person and I said, you know what? This person did this this week. It was very helpful for me. It may not have seemed like a big deal, but it helped me out a lot. And they're the GOAT for this week. The greatest of all time for this week. And I'm telling you, everyone loves it. We get a kick out of it. And then it's your responsibility if you get that GOAT. For the next week, you look around for someone else who has done something at your office that has made a difference for you. Or you saw made a difference for someone else. Or you saw made a difference for a client. Whatever. And that person then at the next weekly meeting, gets to hand out that goat to someone else. And I'm telling you, you can see the joy in people's eyes when we're giving it out. And I'm telling you, I bought the statue on Amazon for less than $20. 
Yeah, and you can really modify this for use at home. It doesn't have to be a statue. You could celebrate with stickers for your kids if you have young kids. You can think of a million different ways to celebrate small things. If your kids have a problem sharing and all of a sudden you see them sharing, celebrate that, mention that. Give them a little tiny treat of some sort. There are a million different ways as long as you're creative, but you should be celebrating just small little things in your daily life to help add joy to your life. Right, and you'll see how easy it is and how big a difference it makes. Like Meg said, it, it's, it goes beyond work. Like we used work as an example. Meg used kids as an example. But anywhere out in life, like if you have someone in your life who's impacted you, reach out to them today. Let them know that they've made a difference. Write them a little note. Me and Meg leave each other little notes all the time. Like for th- menial things that probably don't make a difference in the grand scheme, but they make a difference for us. They made a difference for us individually. Like if you've had someone who's impacted you, just reach out to them. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a text. It can be a small note. It can be a little gift that you buy. It could be anything. It could just be kind words. But you'll spread joy and it'll build and, and exponentially change that person's life and they might go and do that to someone else and pay it forward. You never know what a difference it'll make, but it's the small things. It's focusing on these small things because we always want to focus on these huge ornate things. And that's not really what makes the difference. The difference is the day to day. Yeah. And I do want to say the other thing, guys, is that you can't stop trying to see the joy. So maybe you try all of this and it just isn't working right away because, you know, we're talking to you like it worked out right away for us because it did. But that doesn't mean it's going to work right away for everybody else. Maybe your spouse is an unhappy grump face and your kids are ungrateful brats. I don't know. But what I do know is that it can never hurt to keep trying and keep modeling that you're choosing joy because eventually, hopefully, other people are going to see what you're doing. They're going to notice that you feel different, that you sound different, that you became happier and you're focusing less on the negative and more on the positive. And when others want to drag you down and you're tempted to join in that complaining and negativity because, you know, Complaining is fun sometimes. Just stop yourself and remind yourself that you feel better, happier, and more content when you choose to see the joy. Right. And ultimately, you can't change how anyone else is going to come to the table. You can't change how they're going to come in. We can try to model it. We can try to make the difference. But I can't make someone be different because you're going to go out there and you're going to encounter people who are having an issue. You're going to encounter people who want to gossip or do whatever that is so easy, like Meg said, to fall into. But understand that like, you can only control what you do. You can only control how you see the world. You can only control what attitude you bring. And your attitude is going to be contagious. Because just like that negative person can bring you into a negative space, you acting as a positive person can bring someone into a positive space, and you never know the difference it'll make. And so choose joy today. Understand it is a choice. No, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficult times. Obviously, we all have difficult times. There are plenty of days where this isn't as easy as it is on other days. There are plenty of days where we're affected by something beyond our control. And the only choice that we have in that matter, because we can't control it, is to control our behavior, is to control how we see it, and to control how we respond. Your response has the ability to change everyone else around you but you get to choose how you get to respond. So make the right choice today. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? 
They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 